0: everybody. It's Tony Caldwell and welcome to another episode of Uncaptive Agent where we're talking about the future of insurance and specifically the future of insurance distribution. It's early 2021 and we're looking at the period of time now until 2025. And today I have a real excitement to have as my guest an old friend, Tim Davis, who's the Director of Operations for Valley Insurance Agents Alliance, which is a networking organization affiliated with SIAA located in St. Louis, but also the director of operations for Powers Insurance, which is a large commercially focused insurance agency located in St. Louis as well. Tim, welcome and glad to have you with me today.
1: Hey, Tony. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, you bet. It's really good to see you. And you know, you are one of the people I've been looking forward to talking to because you're on the very cutting edge of digital revolution in the insurance agency business. In fact, I noted that you were named a uh, top leader uh, because of your work in the digital arena in the agency agency future. I believe is that did I get that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Safeco uh, recognized me there uh, in the Safeco Liberty Agent of the Future. Uh,
0: well, years to watch, I think. No, I, I and I saw that when that came out, and that's because you're doing some really amazing things. In fact, uh, uh, I was visiting with you earlier and learned that your agency has grown its commercial book of business by 40% in 2020. That's amazing and congratulations.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, it, uh, it certainly was a good year. Uh, I kind of shared it's, it really kind of was a perfect storm for us this year. Um, we were poised for growth to begin with, but uh, really everything with with COVID happening actually accelerated our production timeline rather than stunting, so. Uh, it, it was it was a, a fun year for us in in that way.
0: Well, that's great. How many folks work at Powers, by the way?
1: So we've got about seventeen uh, roughly. It's tough to keep track. We keep growing uh, okay. on staff on the power side.
0: Okay, or, and then and then on the VIAA side, how many folks are there?
1: Uh, Fifteen
0: uh, okay. Valley employees. All right. So you're leading a team of a little over 30 people. I want to dig into this 40% growth because I know that every agent listening to us is either um, uh, is really excited about maybe the fact that they could do that or wanting to know what the secrets were. You mentioned being ready for COVID from a digital perspective, and obviously you knew how to use Zoom, but what other things uh, had you put in place in the agency that led to that growth?
1: Thanks, Tony. Uh, You know, a lot of it really is is everything that I've heard you talk about in the past. We've heard Matt Masiello, uh speak about with just preparing for you know the agent for the future. Um, and when I came and joined Valiant Powers in 2017, that really was my goal was to help bring the technology up to today's era within the agency and within our organization. Um, you know. One of the the things we started with was just upgrading our computers. Um, We started by upgrading to laptops instead of PCs for all employees. Um, When we started that project in 2017, we decided to do that in a more structured way than a lot of people typically do. Uh, So we actually create a a budget every six months for our computer and technology um, that we set aside a, a certain chunk of money from our revenue that we would use then to upgrade our staff and their technology and then our systems and technology internally. Uh, So it was a a five-year plan that we rolled out in early 2017 with the ownership group. Uh, We're at year three of that plan with the the computer and the technologies themselves. But we fortunately already had all the laptops in place by the time COVID struck. Uh, So all of our employees were able to work remotely really from, from day one in early March when we moved to that work from home uh, capability. We're still working remotely uh, for our staff, except for uh, a couple of key personnel that come in, uh, you know, a few days a week, um, just because we haven't had the need to return to the office. We have a, a VoIP phone system in place. We have a CRM system that helps me keep track of our, our sales performance. Um, and, and we're able to communicate almost as effectively through Skype and Teams as we could, you know, sitting a cubicle away from each other.
0: So the first thing I heard you say, Tim, was that you've been making an investment in technology and you had a five-year plan. So um, the average agency... Um, I would say, you know, medium-sized agency in the U.S. spends about 2% a year of its revenue on technology. What, what would you all say that you're budgeting every year for that, for that purpose?
1: Currently, we're budgeting 3%. Um, I would like to see, in, in general, around 1% to 2%, I think, is a, a reasonable budget. Um, One of the things that we constantly try and talk with our members about um, and and keep in mind for our retail agency, is trying to adjust your budget internally based on what your growth goals are as an organization. So um, we will intentionally increase our expense on our payroll or technology, um, knowing that that's going to reduce our year-end profit margin for that year. Um, but it's, it's a full dialogue and, and an active conversation that we try to have going in so that we know whether we're pushing the gas pedal together or uh, whether we need to hit the brake uh, and, and focus on profitability.
0: Three percent doesn't sound like, I mean, that's not a, uh, one of those numbers that just makes you fall out of your chair, three percent, two percent. We're not talking about big numbers in a percentage base, but it is 50 percent more than average. And so, uh, and then something else you said just now is really interesting. I mean, you have a lot of people in your organization. I know a lot of them, um, but you, you come together and you you work as a team to figure out where that money needs to be invested, um, but you're investing it in a CRM program. I heard you say, which is distinct and separate from your agency management system. Uh, did that have, a, I mean, I have to believe that that probably had a big role in the big increase in business that you experienced this year.
1: I would like to give it credit, but really, uh, no. The The CRM was something that we have implemented during uh, the pandemic here okay. in 2020 and certainly has, has helped and will help us position further down the road. Um, I, I would say what helped us position as, as much as anything for the success we had this year number one, I'll start with our employees, our, our personnel. Um, you know, we have young producers on staff that we've been uh, grooming and and training and growing. Uh, The age of our producers on staff is 42, 38, uh, 31, 29 and 24. Uh, So we're a young sales organization, especially for this industry's standards currently. Um, And and so we've been coaching and, and mentoring those producers All of them are niche focused. They they have a niche or two that they specialize in. uh, And the agency helps reinforce that niche specialty through our website, through marketing, um, and through helping position them in front of the right referral partners uh, or the right networking groups uh, to help them be successful in those spaces. Um, So it really is a collaborative effort, but it starts with the producer and what their interest is and where they can be successful.
0: All right. So, you know, this is a people business and you've got, uh, you've got good people and a great, uh, great program for training and developing them. And um, certainly that's always a key to success in, in our business. Um, as you think about the next three to five years and where the industry's headed, uh, do you see that, uh, what do you see in that regard? Are, are we going to be able to solve the people problem that we have? You know, a lot of folks are, are getting older. In fact, I think 60 to 70% of the employees in the business are scheduled to retire in the next five to 10 years. So are you, what are you doing to attract recruit um, and develop young, fresh talent?
1: Uh, you know what the best recruiter for us has been is Google. Um, our Google reviews that, that we get for our agency have, really helped us attract talent almost as much as it's helped from, you know, the SEO standpoint, which was the whole reason I started that initiative. Anyways. um, I I, want to say we're up to around 140 to 150 Google reviews on the website. Uh, We had zero in 2018. Uh, All of those reviews, or at least a good chunk of those, will individually name an associate on our team and will list a line of business that they, uh, they write. So they're not just regular reviews, they're very strong reviews. A lot of those reviews will actually talk about our organization or our culture. Um, and I, I get resumes through our website all the time. They'll mention their interest is because of our culture and our organization. So um, it, it's made it very easy for us to, to find the right talent to fit our team.
0: Well, that's interesting. Uh, From zero to 150 in two years, how did you do that? I mean, what's the process you put in place to make sure you're harvesting those and you're getting the people to say what you want them to say and so forth? What's the process?
1: Measured. Uh, Always be measured with it. Don't ever do the, let's send out a blanket link to everybody and ask everybody to fill out that review. Um, We started with our our CSRs, our internal team, and we offered a a promotion for uh, $10 for every Google review that they got that mentioned them by name um, in the Google review. And that was a quarter-long push. If they accomplished a a number as a team, I think it was 40 was the goal we had. Then we did a a big team-building party. Uh, They hit the goal, had enormous success right out of the gates, uh, which was fantastic, We didn't keep that momentum. I'd love to say that, you know, it's been all sun and and shiny uh, ever since. But after that, it certainly slowed down. Um, But we've been able to continue to get a handful to 10 Google reviews just through our natural process now at this time. Our CRM, um, Agency Zoom is the the CRM we're using. uh, And I I very strongly like it, recommend it to all of our members. Um, It's been, sending out Google reviews every time we sell a new customer uh, and they have email automation sequences that you can uh, customize for yourself and for your agency within it. Um, So those have been really helpful in us just continuing to trickle those reviews in as well.
0: So you've mentioned members a couple of different times, Tim, and and I, I, I know exactly what you mean by that term, but I want to explore that for our audience who may not. So, Powers Insurance Agency is a, is a commercial insurance agency primarily there in, uh, in Missouri, but you're also operating a, a strategic insurance agency alliance affiliate called VIAA, Valley Insurance Agency Alliance. Uh, and you have member agencies that are affiliated with you to share markets, marketing expertise and other things. How many, how many members now are in your organization?
1: We have 135 across the two states that we manage.
0: 135 members, and uh, what would you say that the volume that 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 group of people is is producing today?
1: Just under 300 million. We should uh, should clear that number at the end of this month.
0: Okay, so about about $300 million in in business. And I'm assuming that the things that you're doing at powers um, that you are sharing that with all those members. In other words, uh, as you mentioned, uh, CRM, you've mentioned uh, some other some other technologies. So are you finding that these agents, which uh, are obviously a little bit smaller than than your agency, are getting the same kind of return on investment and return on effort um, that you're getting?
1: it all comes back to, you know, the effort that you're putting in as well as an agency, but I would say definitely we're seeing our digitally forward numbers are being very successful. Uh, you know, I think like we're seeing industry wide commercial lines has been a a really tough nut to crack here in 2020. Um, our, our group, we were down 1% in commercial lines overall production. Um, personal lines production, we were up pretty considerably from 2019, which I think are pretty in line with what we've seen industry-wide as well. Okay. But I would say of our our digital agencies, and I would love to run the numbers and and have some data behind this, but uh, most of our digital agencies that, that have been web forward have seen a positive lift here in 2020. Uh, in spite of everything
0: happening. Now You've mentioned two terms. I want to just uh, flesh those out for a second. Digital um, uh, agencies and then um, web forward. So let's take the second one first. What does web forward mean uh, in your opinion?
1: So somebody that's thinking about their website and really, you know, my opinion is your website is your front door, uh, especially nowadays in, in COVID. So what does it look like when you get to the main page of your website and what is your first impression um the the agencies that put that good first foot forward i think are in a strong position to succeed in today's environment there Um, and then when i talk about digital agencies i think i'm going a little bit deeper than just web forward agencies a digital agency is is one that is using tools within the agency to help promote themselves um, both externally to the public and to help be more efficient internally uh, as an organization and to capture that data uh, internally, in my opinion.
0: Okay. All right. So let's take that then and give me, you've mentioned uh, CRM agency management system uh, superior website. What are the other pieces that someone has got to put into place if they want to be uh a uh, cutting-edge digital agency today, from your perspective, uh,
1: I, I think a VoIP system is really paramount. Uh, you okay, know, let's. let's a
0: and, and VoIP system. is a voice over IP, so that's a, it's an uh, internet-enabled telephone system. Why does that matter?
1: There's a couple of things. Number one, I think the the most paramount capability is to have text functionality with your customer. Okay. Um, nowadays almost most people wanna engage via text or or in some sort of passive way. Uh, So having that capability is, I I think it's absolutely paramount within your agency. To have that capability tied in with your phone system helps give you that capability of, of being very efficient with that interaction and exchange. So for instance, within our retail agency currently, if we get an online lead from our website The moment that they submit that form, the customer submits that form on the website, uh, they'll immediately get an email back from our CRM that says, Hey, thank you for the submission. Uh, So and so is the producer and will be reaching out to you uh, pretty soon. We then also automate out of our CRM through our VoIP system uh, a text to them that'll say, Hey, if you want to schedule a call, uh, shoot me a text or If you wanna send me a copy or a photo of your policy deck pages, just upload it right here. Um, And we get so many deck pages and snapshots of policy coverages uh, just texted to us almost immediately uh, with that little text automation. Um, That capability also gives me the ability to have my uh, work phone number on my cell phone at all times Um, but to not have to give out my personal cell phone number to any client or customer. So uh, when I'm sitting here or if I'm on the beach in Florida on on a week and I still want to take that call from my customer on my cell phone, I can because it rings there. Um, But I can also change my settings and and pass that call if I don't want to.
0: Okay. All right. So what other technology then uh, is, is imperative today?
1: Uh, certainly a, a personalized rater system, I think is critical for most agencies they are playing in that space. Uh, we talked about CRM, I think an ePay software, if you do any sort of agency bill or, or take any payments online, having that ePay capability is a nicety, maybe not necessity to have. Um, website, you know, obviously very important I think the ability to, one of the things that we use that I think really helps differentiate ourselves is video quote proposals that we send to our customers. Um, And there are several different ways that you can accomplish that. Uh, Loom is a free website. Uh, There's a lot of free video places where you can do that. And, And really those experiences is not much different than what we're doing here in a meeting but it's a screen share where you pull up the quote proposal to the customer and record yourself as the agent talking through those coverages. Um, We then email that video over to our client um, and let them watch the video on their own time so that they can gather the information. Oftentimes in, in the space we're dealing with on personal lines, the husband and wife or significant others aren't together to make that decision. Uh, purchasing insurance is just a checklist item that you want to knock off the list anyways. Um, So we found by by sending these videos out, we're able to control the client experience a little bit better because we can say, I know you're busy. I don't want to try and sell to you right now at three o'clock on a Tuesday while you're busy. I'd rather you and your significant other watch this video and think through the coverages and the decisions on your own time. Uh, we also get an email notification as the producer whenever that video is being watched so I can know when my customer is, mm. is watching the video and absorbing that information, uh, which then gives me the capability of, you know, calling that prospect and, and helping them, guide them and counsel them through the risk management review that we've provided.
0: And so, so all that notification happens to your customer relationship management system, your CRM system. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's great.
1: Yep. Um, uh, the, the videos go through our, our website vendor. Uh, okay.
0: Like Advisor Evolved
1: is the website platform that we. Gotcha.
0: Recommend. All right. So how many of the 135 agencies that are in your organization would you say are take are using similar strategies to grow their business?
1: Roughly 40 to 50 uh, of the 135. Uh, I'd like the number to be higher, uh, but I, I think that's where we're at
0: roughly and you know there's a lot of conversation in fact i had one earlier today w- with uh, someone who makes the argument that uh, the personal insurance agent that is reliant on one-on-one or you know one at a time interactions with people uh, is probably going to be a pretty tough business to be in, in the next you know by the time three to four years goes by um, and that technology really is going to allow people to deal with many more folks at a time but that uh, much of personal insurance is going to be either done by direct uh, direct to consumer sellers or through some form of technology. Uh, how, how do you see that? I mean, as somebody who's really focused on using technology to market and sell insurance, uh, how do you think the person, the, the, the salesperson, fits into that ecosystem three years from now, five years from now?
1: it's a great question because it's a it's a really fine line we're walking here as the independent agent in the ecosystem you know um there there obviously will be buyers that don't see the value in the risk management advice that we can provide as agents and i think you'll see those price sensitive shoppers uh looking in the you know the online shopping experience space and, and that's okay if we don't play a part in that space. I don't think that's the role that we need to play as independent agents. I think the real key is to carve out your value as a risk advisor and, and to really carve out that niche and expertise that you have. Um, you know, The biggest crap that we can fall into as agents right now is being transactional. I think if, if you're not providing a real value and exchange of information to your customer you're really in in a big risk over the next five years. Um, so I, I think that's the real key to focus on is how do you have that customer experience the way that your customers want in today's era and
0: environment. So how do you? So if you are going to have your customer experience be the way the customer wants it. Um, and the customer's not necessarily available, you know, during banker's hours, as I like to say, nine to five or, you know, Monday through Friday. Uh, and it seems to me that ship has already sailed. Uh, agents that aren't available 24-7 365 are probably getting abandoned in, in, at rates they don't even understand. Uh, but how are you using technology? Uh, you mentioned being on the beach and choosing to answer your cell phone or not, but if the customer's calling uh, your cell phone, they want to talk to you, whether you want to talk to them or not. So how are you setting up technology solutions to allow customer interaction all the time?
1: Sure. Well, I, you know, having all those systems tying together is, is a big part of that key Uh, with Ring Central and my VoIP system being available to me at all times. I can always choose to have that interchange Uh, i can also set the system up in advance if i know know i'm going to be off to set those out of offices um, or to have somebody on my team help answer the the situation or or handle the problem Um, but i think more than anything for for all of us you know we want to be there to help our customers anyway so most of the time if, if i'm sitting on the beach I, I don't necessarily view it as a big pain in the, the keister to have to take that call uh having that everything i need in my pocket with you know my policy management system which i i don't call an agency management system uh, i call it a policy management system um, having our customer management system or crm uh, there on my phone I can do whatever I need to wherever I'm at uh, for my customer. And I think that's the most important and valuable thing that we can do as an agent
0: today. Okay. So you mentioned using teams earlier to keep in touch with all of the, the the 30 some odd people that work for you. Um, But I'm curious, are, um, are your team members, your producers and, uh, and, and CSRs, are they using zoom? Are you all communicating face to face with with clients and customers regularly using Zoom. How's that going?
1: We are. um, So for commercial lines, uh, most of our reviews, most of our renewals are being done via Zoom with the producer and the account manager uh, together on them. Uh, We have a group team Zoom account that we have, and then we have a couple of individual Zoom accounts that we can pair out uh, as we need to
0: with our staff.
1: Let's see here. What else are well? Re- I'm just curious. Here?
0: I mean, as you think about the future, Tim, uh, the next few years, do you think agents are going to um, going to be selling insurance across state boundaries, regional boundaries more frequently than they are today? Is that the future of of agents? Because you no longer have to be face to face in in the flesh. Um, you know, how do you feel about that? Have you given any thought to to that and how that's going to work out?
1: A little bit. I think that really will come down to a lot of the industry and what your industry focus is uh, on the commercial line space, at least. Um, I still think there is a lot of value in the brick and mortar agency and, and being face-to-face, especially in those local communities and being a pillar of support in your community. I I still think there'll be value in that 30 years from now, not, not just five years from now. Mm,
0: okay.
1: Um, <clears throat> So while I think we will see some agencies that cross state lines and really specialize like that, I think that'll be probably a niche that somebody focuses on and specializes in just as much as uh, you know, any other niche that we do in,
0: in today's world. Okay, well, as we, uh, as, we, as we kind of wrap up, I'm curious, um, as you think about the next three or four years, uh, looking out into the future, uh, with all that you've done at Powers and VIAA to prepare, as you said, to be ready for you know this virtual reality world that we're living in today, what are the challenges that you think you've got to, to come to grips with? What are the things you're going to have to do to move from here in the next three years in the future to stay as relevant as you are?
1: Well, I, I think the biggest challenge is right now is held together with a bunch of duct tape and glue. Uh, you know, we, we honestly have around 10 or 12 different systems that are all integrated or working together through Zapier or API connections, uh, which it works, but honestly, it's, it's a mess on the back end. So if you don't know what you're doing, it's, it's easy to mess up. Uh, I do think There is a pathway. Uh, We'll see some technology here in the next five years that helps really streamline that process for agencies. Um, I'll be curious to see who those leaders are and and who comes away in that space. Um, But I I think the the real challenge is to keep keep fresh, keep focusing on your industry expertise and and how to develop that you know, as an agent and as an agency, over the next five years.
0: Okay, so um, you know, just to follow up on the first thing you said, and the answer was uh, that there are going to be new software, new technologies that come out that make this easier. And we began our conversation really with your investment of three percent of revenue on technology. Do you see that annual investment in technology? Needing to increase for the average agent, or is that going to get the job done for most people, in your opinion?
1: Hmm. Well, let me ask you this, Tony. I guess, what would you define in your technology investment bucket? Do you consider, like, social media marketing part of that, or does that stay separate in your marketing platform?
0: Well, let's take marketing out of it. I mean, whether you're marketing online or in the newspaper, uh, everybody does marketing, right? And you do it different ways. So let's let's set that aside. And that's a whole philosophical conversation we could have. You know, do you put five percent, ten percent, twenty percent? Here's what I'd say is is whatever you pay to acquire a customer, as long as it's not more than a couple hundred percent of what what they earn you every year, you're going to make money in the long term if you do the math. Mm -hmm. So that's a whole nother conversation. But just in terms of technology and into that, you know, you've got a voice over IP system, you have software, you've got web, all kinds of things that we don't even, maybe, maybe you're going to be buying and I think you will uh, be buying virtual reality headsets and engaging with people in virtual reality. So I don't know, but, you're spending outside of your advertising budget, as I understand it, about 3%. Sure. So is that going to be stable, do you think? Is that an adequate number for most agencies going forward, or do we need to plug in more money for that?
1: Kind of it depends on where you're at. You know, if you're starting from ground zero today, I, I would try and budget more healthily towards that, uh, especially if, if you're ground zero today, you're behind, and you need to catch up. So... I would go as heavy as you can, five, seven, 8%, um, to help get caught up on your technology. Okay. Uh, I think here at, at Powers, we hope that will stabilize around the three to 4% mark. Um, I, again, you're hoping that your your revenue and other things increase enough to help that 3% expense stay in line with, with everything else. Um, uh, but, you know, we want to see double-digit double, double digit growth numbers to be able to maintain that aggressive technology investment. And that's been made very clear from uh, from day one, and we will continue to, to focus on that, too.
0: Okay. All right. Well, Tim, I really appreciate you being with me today. I think what I take away from our conversation is that the independent agency has a big future, but the future is what it's always been, which is relationships with people, uh, having people uh, accessing you and, and trusting you to help them with the risk uh, needs, but that it's going to be enabled increasingly by technology and that that makes it easier and cheaper to service more folks uh, and that that's the secret uh, for success for you today. And as you see it going forward. So um, that's really helpful. And I, and I hope the agents out there that aren't doing all the things that that powers and BIAA are doing, uh, we'll take a look at, at your success and impl- and, uh, and and follow your lead a little bit.
1: And, and as much as anything, and thank you, Tony. I really appreciate all that. Uh, stay patient with it all. It, you know, it's taken us three years and a lot of hard work, and we've we've had to dust ourselves off a, a lot with this. Um, Technology is not easy. It, it doesn't get implemented into your agency smoothly. Um, it's it's really being patient to work through all those bumps in the road that. You'll help to see those results on the back
0: end. Okay. Well, great. Hey, Tim, thanks again for being with me. It's uh, good to see you again. Tony, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. I'm talking to independent agency owners about this all the time. If you'd like to have a more personalized conversation, click on the button or the link in the description and we'll make that happen. You can also reach out to me at tonycaldwell.net slash contact.